welcome to being all is hot i'm your host shakira hello beautiful people of this planet um i cannot stop with the lauren elizabeth references when i come out with this it's a wednesday it's february 8th so good morning good morning and um i hope that today isn't as weird as normal wednesdays um, Wednesdays are weird for me. I don't I don't know. I don't like them. I don't really like them. Maybe I'll like them more now because I have some plans on Thursday night. So I'll be like, oh, it's closer to my to my plans. But Wednesdays are weird for me. So I hope this Wednesday goes smoothly and irrelevantly. <laughs> Cause that's what we want for a Wednesday. Just just to be irrelevant enough to get by almost to Friday, you know? Anyway, if you can't tell already, I'm exhausted and I'm babbling. So let's get into the topic for today because I I did my research for this topic. Like I didn't do my research, but like I'm I'm really into this and like I wrote some notes down because I feel like this is a very sensitive and beautiful topic at the same time. So today's episode is called The Wounded Feminine. The wounded feminine, because I've been reading a lot about femininity and all that, and I feel like it's getting the wrong, it's rubbing the the people the wrong way, because, I don't know, it goes back to feminism and everything, and it's just like, that's, that's not the point of talking about feminine energy and everything like that, because it does exist, we are completely different from the male species, and I don't like when people just throw that like we can do anything they do well first of all we shouldn't be doing everything they're doing we're completely different animals just like out in the wild we're completely different like you don't expect you know it's just the whole argument that I'm not ready to have but anyway um it's a beautiful beautiful um episode and I hope you guys enjoy it anyway let's get into the wounded feminine In today's episode, I have to announce the giveaway winner that I did on Instagram. I am so grateful for everybody that entered. Thank you to Kayla as well for donating one of her ebooks for the giveaway. I'm sure you love everything that it comes with. Maybe I'll throw in some other little cute give- goodies. Um, but the winner of the giveaway is Allison of the Light. Allison of the Light, thank you so much for entering. And I love your comment, having a healthier relationship with yourself. I am so with you. I definitely need to grow my relationship, my bond, my trust with my intuition and everything that comes with knowing myself better. Thank you, Allison, for entering. And I hope that you're going to love your little box full of your goodies, of your wellness goodies. Um, anyway, let's... Let's continue to today's episode. Anyway, I have a bunch of little notes I have here. Um, I'm so excited to get into this episode because I think I have never had to say the phrase. These, you know, mumbo jumbo, like divine feminine, feminine energy, masculine energy, all that stuff. I don't... 
I don't I never said it. I never had to say those words growing up. Yet I did know the the view of femininity and how to just carry myself in a more feminine light because of my mom and the way I was raised. Um I was just always raised to be very mindful that I'm a woman that I'm a girl and that I'm very different from a man. And in some aspects, it wasn't healthy just because it came out in a way that I interpreted it as, okay, dramatic, you know, like I, I interpreted things like, oh, I'm a man, I, I'm a girl, I can't do this. Like I can't, you know, my mom used to always say, don't run, don't run or don't play too hard because you're going to scrape your knee, right? And I'm going to scrape my knee. And I was like, so freaking what if I scrape my knee? You know, it gets so upset. And she'd be like, you know, but you're a woman. Like, you have to make sure your 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 legs are pretty. And, like, they're not all scratched up, you know, like a boy. And in that sense, and in that sense, obviously, um, I, if I had a kid, which I don't think is in my future right now, but if I had a kid, I wouldn't say that. Even if she's a beautiful little girl and I wouldn't say, like, hey, like, don't run around over there with them. Don't have fun over there if you don't want to because you're going to scrape your knee and you're a little girl and you're not supposed to look like that because you're a girl. You know, like I obviously if she got the cut after, I would be like, look, you ruined your beautiful little legs. Like I, I would make her aware of it. Um, but you see the difference of telling them, no, you can't do this, you know, and oh, look what happened to your beautiful little legs. Like, you know, things like that. Things that, like, it could have been in a better light, but they weren't. Therefore, that's what kind of just made me kind of angry growing up. Like, oh, I'm a girl. This happens to me. Oh, I'm a girl. This happens to me. Like, I was I was made to look at it negatively than positively, Um these feminine attributes and these feminine things that make you a feminine woman or whatever. I'm going to be sick of the freaking word feminine by the episode, by the end of the episode. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about the wounded feminine. So obviously I feel like there's so many traumatic things that can go into a wounded self, a wounded, any, any person that's wounded and is trying to heal something up. Um, but for women, especially since it's so, it's so like just repetitive what happens to us, it's usually some sort of abuse emotionally, physically, or anything in that attribute. Um, even like romantic relationships can completely determine um, how wounded your feminine is and how in your masculine you were put because of past relationships, even your first relationship as a little girl can determine how you view men. You know, if someone hurt you when you were little, you were like, they're all going to hurt me. I have to like guard up, bum, 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 you know? From the way people viewed femininity when you were growing up, maybe sometimes it's viewed as a weakness um, let's say you saw your woman, your, your woman, your role model, let's say your mom have to be in her masculine all the time to provide for you like single mothers would, you know? So now you view it as a weakness 
in some sort of light because you know she had to suffer and she worked so hard and all that so that's how you're viewing how you have to look at femininity like um she was weak because she couldn't you know move further let me let me be a girl boss let me do this and that which is amazing and great you know but it can wound you by putting your guards up and not letting you you be soft and not um not like nurturing not 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 liking these attributes that we come with naturally like um i'll go into the um divine feminine characteristics later but the wounded feminine these are their correct characteristics characteristics i cannot speak today <laughs> um but low self-esteem obviously i feel like that's that's one it doesn't have to be all of them at once but it can be some of these you know uh manipulative so i think and i did another episode where i was like um i i wanted to name it manipulation but i was just like that is so harsh and i didn't want to give that sort of light of that i'm trying to manipulate um that's why i didn't name it manipulation i'll see if i find the episode maybe i'll put it in the comment section or in the description the other episode that i did um but being manipulative or like trying to play the player's game you know i i've 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 been there like a good year and a half ago i that was the last time i did it i'm pretty sure um maybe i still give some comments to men um that may seem like i'm trying to manipulate but that's probably years and years of just costumbre like just years and years of how do you say costumbre I've just it naturally comes out and and I'm not meaning to manipulate but it does but the last time I actually thought it through and tried to manipulate someone it was a good year and a half ago maybe I'm a few months off but um yeah I've I think I've grown to I don't want to have to change or or manipulate you to have you do what you want like I want you to do the things that I want you to do because you want to do them you know not because i have to manipulate you so that's how i i learned kind of to, to just let that mindset go a little bit obviously it's hard again because costumbre costumbre is like a word in spanish oh, fuck how do you say that there's a word there's definitely a word should i look it up i'm gonna look it up let's see i was i'm always like cutting whatever i'm saying halfway through just to look something up or go off on another path of a conversation costumbre in english costumbres traditions <laughs> okay it's not traditions okay whatever but like it's something that just i i i do naturally now you know which is not a good thing but at least i don't have bad intentions behind it anymore which i did most of my life anyway um manipulative that is something if you're always thinking about manipulating people that's a wounded feminine because that's a barrier we use because we don't feel safe enough to just be you know we have to have the need to change to manipulate to alter um the person to how you want you know another character characteristic i cannot speak just ignore that word i hate that word now um being needy being too needy 
um i have to stop myself still i'll just be like i don't i don't need to do that i don't need that from him right now i can do that myself and i don't and and i'm not a person that's like i don't accept help i will i will i will love to accept help I've, i've learned to accept anybody who is willing to help me i just find it beautiful to just support one another i love it um but what i need what i mean is i stop myself when i'm like i don't I don't need him to answer me right now because stupid little, you know, unfortunate event that happened to me. A toaster wasn't working and I'm going to throw a fit, you know, he doesn't, I don't need to bother him for that. You know, that's, that's what needy, that's what the bad kind of needy is, you know, um, weak boundaries with people. You are not assertive and you don't want to, you know say when you're uncomfortable you're not comfortable saying when you're uncomfortable because some way someone did not make you feel safe saying how you really feel growing up you know there's just so much little connections I have I love learning about psychology I took so many psychology classes in college I love psychology so much um but boundaries are so important especially in romantic relationships I have never talked so much in a relationship as in my current one and my last one was pretty my last relationship was pretty great um and it was four years but we barely talked we barely communicated um and here we talk so much we talk so much about our relationship we talk so much about where we are and I feel like setting boundaries completely like I didn't even know what the freak boundaries were. <laughs> like, let's not, let's keep it up. Like, no, I didn't even like who the fuck wants to talk about like icky, icky stuff. Like I, that was not me. I was not the girly for that. Like I barely talked to my ex-boyfriend of four years about our relationship because I was so like terrified of commitment. And now I'm still kind of scared of it, but like I am more open and we talk about it more. We talk about everything more. And I've never talked about our relationship more than in any other guy ever, um, which is really nice. I, I love it. I, I We understand things. Things are out in the open. I don't get mad and I'm just like turning away, you know. So setting boundaries, um, communicating is um, important there. So having weak boundaries and not saying when something is bothering you. Um, and not communicating, that's a sign of a wounded feminine. Always apologizing. I was always apologizing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Growing up, I would always apologize and never mean it. Like, I remember my mom used to be like, I don't eat sorries. You know what that means? Like, I, I don't live off a of sorry. I, 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 need, I need to see action to your sorries, you know? So, like, I don't know. I guess, like, always apologizing. <laughs> And actually meaning it, but like still, don't say sorry. Like um, I remember seeing in a movie, a very probably one of very girly chick flick. Um, the girl says, "Stop saying sorry," and you know she always tries to say sorry. And I'm like, damn. Now that I think about it, I say sorry a lot. So it, even today, like sorry sleep slips out so easily, and I'm just like, girl, stop saying freaking sorry, like. Or like some stranger in the street, you buy, I say sorry, and I'm just like fuck. Like once I said fuck out loud, and I'm like, damn it, like I said sorry again for no reason. But stop apologizing. 
Um, another one is being angry all the time, being very um, just highly defensive when you don't need to be, and codependency. Ooh, I was very codependent before. But see, even if I knew that I was a very feminine woman and like blah, 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 I was, you know, very in touch with like how femininity is, I was still in a wounded place, you know, it wasn't something healed. I wasn't, even if I had these kind of traits, I was still not using them in a correct way that is empowering, but I used it in a way where it's kind of hurting me more or just making me stress out in some sort of way, you know? Um, also generational, so it can be passed down. So let's say the women in your family were treated some sort of way. Their trauma gets passed down. When I learned about that, I was in awe, like insane. Here's a little like example. Um, they did a study on a mouse once and they wanted to associate shocks and the smell of cherry blossoms. Okay, so every time this mouse smelled cherry blossoms, it would get a shock, you know. And after a while, they stopped shocking him. But when you, the, the aroma came by, it got scared. It got anxiety. It, it was frightened. It was like, oh, my God, no, no, no. You know, because they already did all the shocks on him. Anyway, they made the mate. And now the mouse have children. These children did not have the shock on them whatsoever. You know, these little baby mouses. And they got the cherry blossom aroma spread to them. And they all had so much anxiety. That is generational trauma. You are a result of whatever was composed in your parents, whether you like it or not. And what it sucks. It sucks because, you know, a lot of our parents have gone through very traumatic things. And maybe even things we don't even know about. We don't even know about. Like, it's, it's, it's insane how many possibilities there are in ancestry. But we're obviously full-grown adults and we can change these associations. Um especially in, you know, traumatic events and and what triggers us. And I think we can kind of view what we have going on there when we look at our childhood and try to speak to our inner child. Um, I wanted to make like a whole other episode on inner child because that alone is so beautiful to tap into. Um, But a way of healing your feminine energy has to do with your inner child because a quality of a beautiful divine feminine woman (laughs) is nurturing. You're nurturing. You're a motherly, you know, thing, you know, whatever. Some of us don't want to be moms. It's okay. You can still be feminine and nurturing. But what I mean is when you're trying to heal your inner childhood, your inner child or whatever, Be nurturing to yourself. Be a mom to yourself. Have self-compassion. Give yourself pep talks. You know, what would you tell someone who's trying to heal? You know, pretend you're your own daughter. What would you tell your daughter? How would you, you, you would want it to feel supported and safe and all that. 
So what would you tell your daughter? That's a really good like starting off when you want to have a little chat with yourself. Like, would I say this to my daughter? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be this mean. I would be more understanding. I would tell her everything's going to be okay. I would say that she has so much to do and like, you know, say that, you know, make her feel comfortable to feel safe and say what what's going on, you know? Um, this is a good little journal prompt. Um, the journal prompt is what messages did I receive about risk? No, what messages did I receive about what I needed to do to receive love? What, what kind of crazy ass question is that? That's such a good question. I found that online. (laughs) I found that online, but that is so good. Write that down somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. What messages did I receive about what I needed to do to receive love? Crazy. Of course, if you're growing up and you see the woman in your family, a woman, whatever, your feminine, whoever you look up to as a, as a woman, um, you see them struggle. You see them like cry all the time. You see them you know, get cheated on or put up with things, you think that that's how you associate receiving love. Like I will only receive love if I suffer this much. I will only receive love if this happens. And and obviously we're grown adults and we're just like, obviously I don't think that, you know, like I'm not, you know, okay, yes, we don't consciously think that. But in the back of our head, we still associate pain with love and passion if that's what we saw in front of our faces for example i'm gonna be super real with you guys in my my prime example um i saw my dad cheat cheat you know all the time but my mom loved loved him loved him either way and she didn't you know she valued herself enough not to be with him but she loved him enough to stay friends with him and be you know good and supporting and all that but I still knew, like, because she told me and she confided in me that she, uh, she obviously was still in love with my, my my father. You know, she was, you know, she just had some love for herself and she wouldn't, you know, claim him. But she loved him. But I saw, but in my head, in my little, little girl head, I'm just like, well, daddy did whatever he wanted. Mommy still loved daddy. So in my head, I'm supposed to do everything I want and someone's supposed to still love me because at the end, someone's going to love me, you know, which is not a good association, you know, so it, it brought me, it brought me, it brought me to a lot of little troubles um, <laughs> in my adult life, in my young adult life, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a little bit better now, I promise. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's how, that's an example. Like we... We don't notice it and we know things are wrong, but in the back of our head, it's still kind of embedded. So I feel like opening up around that and seeing and just deep diving and how we saw that love was perceived and what we have to do to get love um, and just feel compassion for yourself, mother yourself, pep talks. These are little ways that you can heal the wounded feminine. Um, 
And I'm going to give you guys, you know, a full little list now because I feel like we're coming to the end of the episode and I don't want to make this one long. Um, but these are some qualities a of a divine feminine, um, a healed divine feminine. Oh, they are compassionate, wise, intuitive, fierce, protective, passionate, creative, nurturing, empathetic, authentic, and magnetic. Magnetic is beautiful. I love saying magnetic. Um, but working on your intuition, I this is where I'm kind of failing right now. I am trying really hard. This is a step that I am not so great with, but working on my intuition, talking to my body, asking myself before I make decisions what I really think is going to be a good outcome. Um, I think it's just my anxiety doesn't let my intuition talk that much. You know, they kind of just both fight each other. Imagine if I was, if I was like on like some sort of pill, like Lexapro or something, like my intuition would be all out of whack. <laughs> if it's out of whack now, imagine. But like, um, I'm trying, I'm trying. So that's something I have to do to work on my intuition, which is basically just asking yourself questions all the time throughout your day. Do I really want to do this? Do I think this is a good decision? What do I think will cause me less stress? You know, just asking yourself basic little questions like that help your intuition get stronger and just associating good decisions throughout your day. Point in this episode has to be stop saying you're a victim. Stop saying and feeling bad for yourself. Stop saying these things. Stop putting it out into the world. Stop putting the thought in your head that you're a victim. You're not a victim. Even if you are a victim, stop freaking saying it. Just just stop associating yourself with victimizing. You know, like when you keep saying that, you're putting it out into the world. Everything you put out flows back to you. Don't say negative shit. Yeah, it's hard to not say negative shit. We'll learn not to freaking say it because it's going to come back to you. You know, if you need some sort of motivation, just think everything you get out, everything you put out, everything you say to other people, you think about yourself, all of that will happen. So don't don't think it, don't do it. And I know it's harder being done than said, but just knowing that everything flows back and stopping yourself after the thought and saying it and re-saying it in another way to not make yourself in the negative in a victim position or anything like that can fix it because you are not what happened to you whatsoever so any kind of relationship trauma you know childhood trauma you are not that person that does not define you your whatever your ex did to you does not define you you are not someone that people cheat on. Even if someone did cheat on you, that's not your personality trait. You know, I, th- I, th- I, I hear that all the time from women, which is heartbreaking. Um, you are not what happened to you. You need to try to fulfill your own needs, your own attention, your, your, your ability to be able to be happy of your actions. And 
I feel like once we give ourselves the attention that we've been wounded with, you know, once we start looking at ourselves and talking to ourselves like a child and being um, nurturing to ourselves, once we treat ourselves the way we would like a little girl or a daughter of ours to be treated, you know, that's kind of a way of healing, Eve, of, of, of making yourself in this other viewpoint that you are a beautiful goddess that you are you are a feminine beautiful radiant magnetic woman that just positive things flow to you naturally I feel like and and once I started viewing myself and I feel like I haven't viewed myself like that for a long time now it's only been a short amount of time and I already feel completely different like I feel like a brand new person and nothing has changed just the way I talk to myself just the way I'm trying to view myself that everything happens to me and everything everything that happens to me is amazing and everything I am blessed and Viewing myself that way, so many good things have happened from just viewing myself and telling myself things like that and erasing the thought that I was a victim, erasing the thought that, you know, things like this happened to me, this is why I'm like this, just erasing that thought and just really asking myself who I am and what kind of things that I like to do and just asking myself what I want to do with this time that I have for myself when I do have time for myself. Um, and I feel like it's, it's admirable. It's admirable when you see a woman work on herself, it's admirable and people can feel it. That's an energy you're giving out. Once you start feeling like you're working on yourself, like you're working to heal these kind of, um, low self-esteem qualities, you know, when you're working on yourself, that shows that energy flows and that goes out into the world and people see you in a different light men, women, whoever, um, especially once you stop trying to do things for the male gaze. Okay, I know I said that was the last thing, but this is the last thing. Um, Because shame. Let go of that shame. Let go of that shame. I go to Equinox, the gym, right? Everybody, all the women are naked, in the Greenwich location. But when I go to another location, girls are so covered up. And to each his own, obviously. To each his own. But like, it's just the way they act with it too. Like, be be free. And I'm not trying to be some nudist or anything like that, which I would love to be. Actually, scratch that. I am a nudist. But what I'm trying to get at here is don't have shame. Don't have shame you have a, we're all beautiful beings. I completely love women. Um, and just when you see someone just so authentically themselves and not shameful of their sexuality of, um, of any of their, their likes, their kinks or anything like that, don't be ashamed of what you like in sex. Be very open. Men, women, they love that. We love when someone is so upfront and honest about what they like in bed. Like it's it's a beautiful space. We are here to, you know, not only make love to 
one another, but like if if the person isn't important, but you're making love to yourself, you're making pleasure for yourself. That enough should be a moment to let go of shame and enjoy it. Um, here's a couple tips of just how to bring this sort of bouncy energy around you to feel feminine and beautiful. Um, I'm letting my natural hair kind of flow right now. That ha- uh, that has made me feel so beautiful and feminine. Even though I hate my curls, like they're not they're not great curls because I burn them so much. But I let them loose for just two days now, and I already feel some sort of beauty in it. I I love it. I love the craziness. Um, I'm I'm learning how to enjoy that natural side of me. Um, but dancing, if you don't like to dance that's fine. Just move around. Put some nice acoustics or whatever kind of music you like, but dance around in your room. Dancing alone by yourself brings out such a smile in you. Nobody's freaking looking. Nobody's freaking looking. I know it's tacky, corny, whatever you want to freaking call it. Try it. Try it. Put some music on and just dance by yourself. Close the freaking door, lock the door. Dance by yourself. Jump jump around like it's so beautiful. I'm so happy after that. Like after the song ends or anything like that, I just, I have a smile on my face. It's beautiful. Rest. Oh my God, Lee. Rest. Rest. It's okay to rest. It's hard. I know. But a wounded feminine tends to not rest. Take the nap. Sit down. It's okay. Read the book that you've been trying to read, but you feel like you don't have time to. Watch the show. Just calm the freak down sometimes, you know? Like, I, I, we're all in high alerts and we don't have to be. Um, and play. Just, I don't, I don't know how to explain play, but you know when I say play. What do you play? Play something. And I know that's like, instrument? What the fuck are you talking about? Like a game? <laughs> but like, what, if you are a kid right now, what do you consider a, a toy, a play? You know, you can, you can say sex or some shit, but like, you know, what do you have fun in? And that's the last thought I'm going to leave you guys with. Just, just play. Um, but I hope you like my little episode on the wounded feminine. Um, I love talking about femininity, um, even though sometimes people take it the wrong way. I just saw a video on on TikTok about someone taking it the wrong way. That's why. Um, But it's a beautiful thing. And I enjoy the subject a lot. Um, Thank you for listening to the end of the episode. And I'll see you in the next one. I love you.